Discover the wisdom and power of God's truth. Get ready to be renewed, inspired, and equipped to live out the teachings of God's Word daily. Welcome to this episode of Rewritten Life. I'm your host, Roxanne. Welcome back, everyone. I really hope that you enjoyed last week's podcast. It was from bondage to redeem. And this week, we're going to be talking about from redeem to freedom, the power of the new covenant. So if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Galatians chapter five. I will be reading out of the New Living Translation. Let's go to verse one. I'll be reading from verse one through six. So Christ has truly set us free. Now make sure that you stay free and don't get tied up again in slavery to the law. The New King James says, stay away from the yoke of bondage. Verse 2, listen, I, Paul, tell you this. If you're counting on circumcision to make you right with God, then Christ will be of no benefit to you. I'll say it again. If you're trying to find favor with God by being circumcised, you must obey every regulation in the whole law of Moses. For if you're trying to make yourself right with God by keeping the law, you have been cut off from God. You have fallen away from God's grace. Verse 5. But we who live by the Spirit eagerly wait to receive by faith the righteousness God has promised to us. For when we place our faith in Christ Jesus... There is no benefit in being circumcised or being uncircumcised. What is important is faith expressing itself in love. And there is so much in this. So we see, I love verse one and that very first sentence, Christ has truly set us free. Yet many of us find ourselves tied up where we're like stuck and this kind of reminded me of a relationship that I was in prior to my marriage to Chris it was very toxic and the comparison like I wasn't a believer I wasn't serving God any of that and then seeing how once I became a believer once I started living truly free Um, letting go of my past and really moving forward like we talked about last week in Christ just as God moves forward we move forward and not looking back Um, we have been set free so I walked in that freedom and then of course I talked about how I got married to Chris and and walking down the aisle like a total free woman what a contrast of living free in Christ It's such an amazing experience, but many of us can't seem to move forward. So I pray that this episode is going to really help bring to light. What is it that the word of God is saying regarding your freedom? And it's, it's, you're going to see. So verse one really talks about, you know, standing firm, like make sure that you don't find yourself tied up to bondage again. So if you think about a relationship that you were in, that you were like, this is not good. Toxic, whether it's, it's with your boyfriend or boyfriend or girlfriend, or if it's it's a relationship in, in a work environment, like your boss, toxic is toxic. Why would you like, I've had people that have done me dirty, 
right? Why would I continue to hang out with them? The Bible talks about it clearly here. Stay away from being bondage again. Why would you go back to that? It's like returning to vomit. Why would you go back to eating that again? You threw it up, it's gone, bah. You don't, you don't take your vomit and eat it again. I mean, dogs do that. It's kind of nasty. Anyway, so stay in a way. So that's talking about not entering into temptation. And the temptation of, of sin, because we all know what that does. But this is also talking about like works. Like, oh, if I do all these things, then Christ would love me. It says here that there is new benefits of that. Because you have already been set free. So there's nothing that you can do to be set free. Christ did it. Verse 1. Christ has truly set us free. So what, what that does for you is that he, like Christ, he wants to bring liberty from the curse of the law. And all, all that it brings. Because right here, when you're following the law... You're, you're going back into bondage. You're, you're trying to do these things. Um, but it, in this verse here, it talks about that we fall away from grace. And then also that we're cut off from Christ. So we don't, we want to avoid those things. Let's look, let's turn to um, the book of Luke. And guys, I've tried to like write my my sermon out and all the scriptures but i i like digging into my bible so if you hear pages i'll try not to flip pages as much as possible but i like digging into the word because it helps me remember where i got the scripture and the whole thing so um luke chapter 4 verse 18 i'm actually going to read it out of the out of the king james the new king james version well it's actually the king james um Luke 4 chapter 18 it says the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted to preach deliverance to the captives and recover and recovering to sight to the blind to set at liberty them that were that are bruised so in captivity, where it says to preach deliverance to captivity, the captivity in this verse is talking about people that are in sin, that are in, that have sickness and that has diseases. He heals the brokenhearted and he recovers sights to the blind. Um, last year around this time, I had the opportunity to go to um, Honduras for a um, crusade. And it was with a group of other people. And on the very last day, which actually was my favorite favorite day, we actually had the opportunity to go to different churches. And um, you either had an opportunity to share your testimony, you had 10 minutes, or you can preach the word. And of course, I opted to preach the word. And mine was talking about healing. I wanted, and I did specifically the word. And of course, I kind of went over time, but they were gracious and they let me. But at the very end of that, there was healing that occurred and I, and that was all through the Holy Spirit. But when you preach the word, you speaking life to the people, the people now understand what is it that the word of God is saying. And at the end of that, um, sermon, which is so incredible that one little girl's eyesight came to full restoration, full. She was unable to read and at the end, we had her read passages from a book that was nearby and she was able to read and she was like, yeah, I can see it clearly. And so 
we see that God is no respecter of person. The the Holy Spirit, he, he, the Bible talks about in, in Jeremiah that he says, um, he's ready to perform his word. And so when we speak his word, the Holy Spirit, it takes care of all of that. People receive faith by hearing the word of God. And that little girl received that at the end. And it was incredible. And there was other healings as well. Um, but notice how it talks about the captives deliver, uh, preach to deliverance to the captive. And this is all through the word of God. This is, yeah. So let's look at, we're going to look at several passages here just so that you fully understand all this. So let's turn to first John which is towards the ending of your Bible, closer to the book of Revelation. So 1 John chapter 3, verse 7. This is talking about living as children of God. In verse 7, it says, Dear children, don't let anyone deceive you about this. When people do what's right, it shows they are righteous, even as Christ is righteous. But when people keep on sinning, it shows that they belong to the devil who has been sinning since the beginning of time. But when, but the son of God came to destroy the works of the devil. Verse nine, those who have been born into God's family do not make a practice of sinning because God's life is in them. So they can't keep on sinning because they are children of God. So now we can tell who are children of God and who are children of the devil. Anyone who does not live righteously and does not love other believers does not belong to God. This is plain and simple. Like I don't even have to go into the Hebrew words or nothing because it just says in verse six, but when people keep on sinning, it shows that they belong to the devil. And then it says, but the son of God came to destroy the works of the devil, right? Because the son of God came to destroy the works of the devil. When, when did he do that? When he, when he died on the cross and he bled for us. That's when that happened. And it says, those who are born into God's family don't make a practice of sinning. So if you're a Christian, and it guys, and if you're not, at the end of this episode, I always give an opportunity for you to um, accept Jesus into your heart. If you are Christian, it says it here that we do not make a practice of sinning because God lives in us. And, and you know that you know that if you're sinning, you feel the prompting of the Holy Spirit. That's called conviction. And you turn away. You repent, which means turn away. And you ask for forgiveness. And God will forgive you. Don't do it again. You got to turn away and don't do it again and ask the Holy Spirit to give you the strength to turn away from whatever it is that you keep on sinning. Because in here, it says that if you're born into the family, you don't make a practice of that. You do not make a practice of that. Because it says if you keep, if you keep on sinning, we're not children of God. Um, and then it also says that... If you continue to do that, then because you, you're either a children of God or you're the children of the devil. So it plainly, clearly says here that if you continue to practice sin, then you're a child of, of the devil. But if you, if you don't, then you're a child of God. 
Do you see that on, on that? Very plain and simple because we're living as children of God, not children of the devil. So I can't be a Christian and keep sinning. It's like having my foot in both. You can't. I can't. Ha I can't dip my toes in into sinning, but then come to church and you know, it's. I mean, you could come to church because you probably get um, set free from the Word of God, which is through the convictions and knowing how you're supposed to be living as a child of God. In Acts. Let's go to Acts 10.38. So Acts 10.38. And again, like I always say in every episode, if you find a scripture that really speaks to your heart, write it down, highlight it, and we'll have some applications towards the end. Okay, Acts 10.38. And this is when, um, let's see, 10.38. And when you know that God, and you know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Then Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. First of all, it shows that here you see that God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit and power. Two things the Holy Spirit and with power. Two things. And then he went around doing good. Wow. He went around doing good, not, not destruction, not making you go through hell. No, he went around doing good. He's a good God. You serve a mighty king, a father, Jesus, who do good things. He is a good father and he's healing all who are oppressed. Now that word oppressed, I had to look it up in the Greek. And it means to overpower or exercise hard control over one to use power against one so it's oppression or oppress is to overpower or to exercise hard control it's a hard control over someone and so i thought about like you know you know i was oppressed by by my abuser like he and i keep saying my abuser guy he's not my abuser he's nothing of mine he doesn't belong to me that's just old verbiage that I keep saying but when I was abused this guy I was oppressed by that because it was like I couldn't see myself being free from that it's just like I felt like I would never ever 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 get out and it was a lot of the garbage that I was believing that this person said to me um, how I was never going to amount to anything. Nobody was ever going to love me. Just garbage, just garbage. And, um, and again, like I've shared in previous episodes, it was the word of God that really set me free because I was replacing those lies that he said to with what the word said. And so here you see that, that Jesus actually came healing all who were oppressed by the devil. And yes, this this person was used by the devil to kill. To I mean, pe it, the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. It could destroy your self-esteem. It could destroy your your finances. I mean, he destroys. He doesn't. I mean, he doesn't want to just kill you. That'd be so easy. Kill, steal, steal your future, and then destroy you. Like completely destroy you. And so the enemy uses people to do these things to you. But God came and he sent his son to die for us, to forgive us for our sins. 
And he went around doing good and healing all who were pressed by the devil. Let's look at Luke 4.18. Luke 4.18. And 4.18, this is really, and the uh, chapter 4 is really talking about the temptation of Jesus. This is when he went into the wilderness and this is when he was tempted by the devil and and how um jesus defeated him was by the word of god he will always quote the word he said it is written three times so i think about that song this is how i fight my battles yeah you should be lifting up your bible because that's how you fight your battle is through the word of god but in verse 18 it says here um the spirit of the lord is upon me for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim the captives will be released and the blind will see. That the oppressed will be set free and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. So the spirit of the Lord is upon me for he has anointed me. And this is talking about um, he has sent me to proclaim the captives that will be released. So I love that he sent, he has sent Jesus to proclaim the captives will be released. It's talking about being set free. Because in point number one, we're talking about freedom, right? We'll be, we went from bondage to redeem and now from redeem to freedom. So point number one in everything that has been sharing, if I haven't said already, this is freedom. This is talking about the freedom that we have. And so he has set the captives. The captives will be released. That's mean like setting them free. Look at Luke 13, verse 15 and 16. And this is talking about when they were healing someone on the Sabbath because they weren't supposed to do that. And the, and the Pharisees were really upset at Jesus because here he is healing someone. But Jesus is doing good. I mean, really good. He's setting this woman free. So on verse 15, it says, But the Lord replied, You hypocrites, each of you work on the Sabbath day. Don't you unite your ox or your donkeys for its stall on the Sabbath and lead it out for the water? Verse 16. This dear woman, a daughter of Abraham, Abraham has been held in bondage by Satan for 18 years. Isn't it right that she be released even on the Sabbath? So a couple of verses. This is very powerful right here because this is Jesus speaking and he's saying that this is a daughter of Abraham. She's been held bondage by who? By Satan. Not by Jesus is by Satan because that's what he does. He keeps people in bondage and for 18 years. And Jesus wants to release this woman. And he does. But so notice here that she was held by bondage by Satan for 18 years. And Jesus wanted to make it right. He wanted to make it right by releasing her from the chains of Satan, from the bondage of Satan. This is to release her. So he's, so we see in all these verses here that bringing liberty from the curse of the law and all its effect is what Christ wants to do in you today. This is what he came and died for you. Now, point number two, we're going to find this in Galatians. Galatians 5, 
chapter 4. So if we go back to Galatians. There's why I'm pause because I'm losing. Okay, so Galatians chapter 4. Let's go to verse 21. <clears throat> this is talking, point number two is going to be covenant. So we're going to be talking about covenant. And I have three points in here. Under covenant, point number one is going to be liberty. The freedom of the gospel of the new covenant. So in Galatians chapter 4, 21... We see here that Abraham has two children. And and let's just read it. Tell me. You who wants to live under the law, you you do you know what the law actually says? The scripture says that Abraham had two sons, one from the slave wife and one from the freedom wife. The son of the slave wife was born in a human attempt to bring about the fulfillment of God's promise. But the son of the freedom wife was born as God's own fulfillment to his promise. Verse 24. These two women serve as an illustration of God's two covenants. The first woman, Hagar, represents Mount Sinai where the people received a law that enslaved them. Now, and now Jerusalem is just like Mount Sinai in Arabia because she and her children live in slavery to the law verse 26 but the other woman Sarah represents the heavenly Jerusalem she is the freedom woman she is our mother and then verse 28 it says and you dear brothers and sister are children of the promise just like Isaac so I'm gonna keep going but now but you are now being persecuted by those who want to keep you keep the law just like Ishmael the child born by the human effort persecuted Isaac the child born by the power of the spirit verse 30 but what do the scriptures say about that? Get rid of the slave and her son. For the son of the slave woman will not share the inheritance with the free woman's son. So dear brothers and sisters, we're not children of the slave woman. We are children of the free woman. So little context here about, the, about this story. So Abraham at the age of 75 was given a promise by God that he was going to be a father of, of many nations. And you can find that story in the book of Genesis chapter 12. And he was around 86 years old when he just, he was 75 when he got the promise. He couldn't really wait longer. Him and his wife are up in their age. And at 86, so this is a little bit over 10 years Sarah, they, they just didn't see it coming to pass. So she says, hey, why don't you just take my servant, Hagar? And Hagar, the, the Bible really doesn't talk about her age, but it does say that she was in childbearing age. So she was probably in either her 20s, 30s, around there. And so this 86-year-old man is having had a baby with Hagar. So that's where Ishmael comes out. And then at the age of 100... 
was when the promise finally came fulfilled through Sarah, who was 90. So we don't want to ever birth an Ishmael because that's done out of the flesh. I'd rather wait for the promise because this is what God had intended for us. And this is, this is talking about the two covenants. You got the covenant of Hagar who's under the law. And then you have Sarah who's under the covenant of the promise. And then you see the contrast between these two lives between them. Because the new covenant for new believers, we are to enjoy the freedom. Because you think about like animals that are held in capti captivity. And then they're finally set free. Many of them stay when they were in captivity. So if like there was a bunch of seals that were in an amusement park, let's say, for example, and they were all huddled together. But once they were set free, guess what they continue to do? They continue to huddle all together in a little spot when they should have been roaming through the oceans freely. But because they were captive, that's where they stood. But as new believers, we are to enjoy our freedom. Let's turn to Romans because it talks about it there a little bit. So in Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8 verse 14. It says for many of for as many are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Yea, for we have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but we have received the spirit of adoption, whereas we cry to Abba Father. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if we and if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and then joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. So I love in the beginning where it says, so as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God, because we have not received a spirit of bondage again to fear. So we don't go back. We don't go back to bondage again to fear. We actually go forward because we are the sons. We are children of the father. We are led by the spirit. We're not led by fear. We're led by the spirit. And the spirit is the Holy Spirit. What lives in us? Uh, in Romans 8.21, it says, um, this is a different translation, this. Um, this is the American Standard Bible. It says that the creation itself also will be set free from its slavery to corruption into the freedom of the glory of the children of God. I'm going to read it one more time. That is that the creation itself also will be set free from the slavery of corruption. So you're going from corruption to the freedom of the glory of of God. And so we are to enjoy our freedom in this new covenant that has been set for us because here's the thing, Christ is the only one that can set us free from the law. 
because the old covenant what that does it represents bondage it represents sin and it represents death that's what the law does so you don't have to do all these things that was one of the things that set me free when i became a christian um because as catholic you had to do all these there was a bunch of ritual things like you know you had to like pray hail mary 10 times and our father one every time you get to the big beads and we have rosaries and you know doing all that that's of the works we were set free from all of that so that's what the old covenant is no wonder we didn't see any breakthrough but that was the old covenant and then the new covenant it represents freedom righteousness and life because when i was in that toxic relationship coming out of that toxic relationship I was free, right? I was I was redeemed, but I wasn't free. It was like I was still stuck. And then when I got into the word of God, then I was like truly set free. I mean, you don't understand how much the word of God really transformed my life. And it you know, I was set free because I was now righteous and I was able to live a life. Cuz you see some people that are you know, that are like let go of a certain situation or they're in a, they, they look free, but you know, they're, they're not, they're still in bondage, but Christ didn't do that. Christ died for you. He took you out of bondage to redeem you and to set you free all done. And so, I mean, we, we can even look at, um, Daniel when he was thrown in the, in the den of lions and he remained faithful to God. And as a result, he was untouched and protected by God. The lines couldn't touch him. And that's one thing is when we are faithful to God, there is a protection that comes on our lives for us. So this, this talks about all, again, freedom in the gospel of the new covenant we're under the new covenant and then point number three that we also saw in Galatians 5 1 was um, grace there's two things you either fall from grace or you continue in God's grace because in verse 4 in Galatians it said for if you're trying to make yourself right with God by keeping the law you have been cut off from Christ you have fallen away from God's grace. And we've seen some people fall from God's grace. You don't want to be fall. Because once you fall, you're cut off. You're cut off. Let's look at Jude. Hey, Jude. I always get tempted to say that. Jude. Chapter. Well, Jude is chapter one. It's just, it's just Jude. Okay, so. We're going to read from verses 3 to 7. And this is talking about the danger of false teachers. So dear friends, I have I had been eagerly planning to write to you about salvation we all share. But now I find that I must write to you about something else. Urging you to defend the faith that God has entrusted once for all time to his holy people. I say this because some ungodly people have warm their way into your churches saying that God's marvelous grace allows us to live immoral lives. The condemnation of such people was recorded long ago for they have denied our only master and Lord Jesus Christ. 
Verse 5, so I want to remind you, though you already know these things, that Jesus first rescued the nation of Israel from Egypt, but later he destroyed those who did not remain faithful. And I remind you to the angels who did not stay within the limits of authority of God, gave them but left their place where they belong. God has kept them securely chained in prison of darkness, waiting for the great day of judgment. Verse 7. And don't forget Sodom and Gomorrah and their neighboring towns, which were filled with immorality and every kind of sexual perversion. Those cities were destroyed by fire and served as a warning of the eternal fire of God's judgment. So notice that these people have fallen away. So be warned of people that are coming into your churches and talking against things that God had already died for you. It says, remind in verse four, for certain people have crept in unnoticed. This is the uh, the American Standard Bible version here. Verse 4. For certain people have crept in unnoticed. Those who were long bef- beforehand marked out for this condemnation. Ungodly persons who turned the grace of our God into denying our only Master and Lord Jesus Christ. So, here is talking about falling from grace we want to make sure that everything is backed up by the word. It has to be sound doctrine. And you want to see that you don't get deceived. We talked about that in previous um, episodes. Knowing the word of God is going to help you with that. And the Holy Spirit is going to guide you. Remember, he's going to bring to remembrance everything that God said. And he teaches you all things. So heavily rely on the Holy Spirit and pray into that Whenever you either open up your Bible or if you're questioning something, I'm telling you, God will reveal it and he will reveal it and confirm it in his word. So knowing that when you are keeping the law, you are falling away from God and you're going to be cut off. But I'm going to leave you with three things that we can continue to do to stay in his grace. So let's turn to Galatians chapter 3 verse 5. Oh, excuse me. Galatians 3. Yeah. Verse 5. And this is talking about living the new life. Verse 5. So put to death the sinful, earthly things lurking within you. Have nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, and evil and evil desires. Don't be greedy, for the greedy person is an idolater worshiping the things of the world. Because of these things, the anger of God is coming. You used to do these things in your life that were still part of this world, but now it's time to get rid of the anger, rage, malice, behavior, slander, and dirty language. Don't lie to each other, for you have strip, stripped off your old sinful nature and all its wicked deeds. Put on the new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your Creator and become like Him. Keyword. Put on, verse 10, put on your new nature because you have been created new. All things become new. Behold, all things pass away. So you became a Christian. 
You are a new creature. And it says here to put on your new nature. You can't say, oh, that's just who I am. Mm, no, it says here to put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator. And you're doing that being right on this podcast. You're learning how you're learning about your creator and you're going to become more like him. Um, let's go to Hebrews chapter 3, 14. So again, these are three things that we can do to continue to be in God's grace. So point number one is going to be live and walk in the spirit. And we just read that. Put on that new nature. You're going to walk and live in the spirit. Point number two, we're going to find in Hebrews chapter 3, 14. And this is talking about how Jesus is greater than Moses. So 314, it says, For if we are faithful to the end, trusting God just as firmly as we did when we first believed, we will share in all that belongs to Christ. And this is trusting in Christ is point number two. Under grace, continuing God's grace. And then the last one is going to be found in Colossians. The last point Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1 verse 23. And it says, But you must continue to believe this truth and stand firmly in it. Don't drift away from the assurance you received when you heard the good news. The good news has been preached all over the world and I, Paul, have been appointed as God's servant to proclaim it. So you must continue to believe in this truth. So point number three is continue in faith. So you want to continue in God's grace. You want to live and walk in God's spirit. You want to trust in God and you want to continue in faith. So I hope that these three points in from bondage to freedom the power of the covenant of the new covenant is going to bring you freedom is going to help liberty help you understand the covenant is the freedom in the gospel of the new covenant that's point number two and then point number three is grace we talked about what happens when you're cut off and you're falling from grace but we also ended by talking about continuing god's grace so I thank you for joining us and I look forward to seeing you guys. Remember guys, as you're reading the Bible and you're reading, I mean, I'm, I'm, I know I load a lot of this up with the word, but it's really to help you understand the nature of God. Because remember, if we're putting on our new nature, you got to understand what that nature is. What is God's nature? Because if you've heard something different growing up, then you need to understand what is it that it's truly, truly, truly saying. And that is really through digging the word and helping you understand what it's saying. So I thank you for your time today. I am going to leave a poll at the end. Um, I really want to hear from you. What is it that you've liked so far? What would you like to hear? Um, any feedback, it's really helpful for me. So I just thank you for your time and you guys have a blessed week. That does it for this episode. We never want you to leave without knowing beyond a shadow of a doubt that you will go to heaven and have Jesus in your heart. 
remember, the word of God says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. If you would like the gift that God has for you today, repeat after me with all of your heart and say it out loud. Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me and cleanse me. Set me free. Jesus, thank you that you died for me. I believe that you are risen from the dead and that you're coming back again for me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Give me a hunger for the things of God and a holy boldness to preach the word of Jesus Christ. I am saved. I'm born again. I'm forgiven. And I'm on my way to heaven because I have Jesus in my heart. As a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ, I will tell you today that your sins are forgiven. Always remember to run to God and not from God because he loves you and he has a great plan for you. Be sure to find a church that has a healthy balance between his spirit and his word. If you're a believer and this is your first time tuning in, we'd love for you to subscribe and check out our next podcast.